What up, what up, peoples? How is life treating everybody? Come on up, Philip Goodman. Come on up, Philip Goodman. You've been all in my comments about Breonna Taylor saying I don't did a slander job. Hit the link and come on up, bro. Hit that link and come on up and let's talk about it. So we can. Oh, my man Royce is up in here. I ain't even see him. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get let me get my man's up in here. Royce J, what up, homie? What up, G? What up, man? What's cracking, bruh? Uh man. Just trying to stay out of these motherfuckers way out here on the street. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these uh these Chicago streets, man. You know, these these motherfuckers wilding out, man. Yeah, Everybody got awful. pistols. <laughs> So what you doing to prevent yourself from becoming a victim? <laughs> um, well, you know, um, shit, man. I, I you know, I, I go live out there by uh, Dwight's man. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I, I hang out with the white guys, man. You know, um, hey, you know, they, 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 uh, shooter rate ain't um ain't, ain't up there like the, like the uh. Like the Wakandans, man. These Wakandans out here tripping, dude. Yeah, I see. Philip, you ain't going to no casino, bruh. Stop lying. You, you all in the comments calling me all kind of names about Breonna Taylor. Come on up here, bruh. Just give me five minutes of your time. Lay your case out. You know you ain't going to no casino. You... <laughs> Uh, you're going to play the numbers at the damn convenience store, man. Get out of here. It's crazy talk. That mug about to go back down in the basement and jag off the Instagram <laughs> some more. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand what's so crazy about this Breonna Taylor thing. Where people just want to act like it ain't what it is based off of the stuff, that, the, the information that's been released. I don't, I don't get it. See, you know what? Like uh, your boy John Smith. Uh, what he don't realize, uh, oh, well, I, I think he does realize it, but like a lot of people that like to conveniently ignore the fact that that was a conspiracy case. Not only was they going after the guy that was locked up in jail, they was going after everybody that was involved in that. So, you know, it was a matter of time before they was going to snatch her up anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's probably... Uh, I'm pretty sure um, once more the court records come out and stuff, because all of that stuff is going to be uh, discoverable when they go to court. Um, all of that's going to come out that they was looking at her. Um, they was looking at, uh, you know, the mother people. They was looking at uh, trap the trap mammy. It was looking at all of them, man. And so, you know, I, I mean, it's unfortunate what happened. To her, it's unfortunate when anybody dies, but there's a part of me that says, "Hey, you know, when you're in the game, you that that's part of the cost. You know, we don't get upset when these guys get lit up, and especially when they get lit up by each other. But all of a sudden, you know, um, if it's a police shooting, um, all of a sudden it ain't right, and we demand justice. You know, come on now. So, what you Be think realistic. about? Did you see uh did you see Kamala Harris went to go visit Jacob Blake and his family? And oh, Kamala man. Harris was talking about hey. how, how strong of a family they are and all that. 
Oh, they tap dancing hard, man. I like to all. I like to ask all them dudes in Pelican Bay in California that she put on the shoe program what they think about <laughs> Kamala Harris, man. Hey, hey, Kamala Harris and Trump, uh, Trump and, and I mean uh, Biden and Harris, twenty twenty. All you niggas is catching cases. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they they kill me with that. How is uh, a guy that's just like Trump? better than Trump. And, and, and he's shown you Trump as a private citizen. Um, uh, you know, he had his little things to say and um, big deal because everybody thought them boys did that stuff in New York at that time because of how the evidence came out. But as a legislature, as a le legislator, Trump has not done nothing near the 47 years of, of Biden. Biden went to a uh, known Klan member's funeral and was big up in this guy like this dude was the best thing since sliced bread and somehow he's better than Trump? Come on now. Yeah. I mean, they, they literally, everything they accuse Trump of being, Biden is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got the documented evidence of it out there. All they can do is just say, oh, Trump... He made some comments about the Central Park Five and and he discriminated against somebody in an apartment complex back in the 70s. But look at Biden. He's been in office for like 40 years. But you got this long documented history of just doing things that most black people you would think would be vehemently against. But oh, Jesus. Hey, hey, these niggas can't vote because of Biden. <laughs> you know, yeah. Bill Joe is the reason they can't vote. You know, ask your <laughs> uncle who's a bussy warrior now <laughs> how he got there. That was yeah. Biden. You know, that was Biden with them unfair sentences, and he and he hangs his hat on it. He'd be real gangster about it, like, yeah, I wrote the crime bell, and so and so, and blah blah blah, and, and the black people voted for it too because if you don't vote for me, you're not black. You know, just. This motherfucker is buck wild, and, and and they talk about Trump, and I'm like, but he's it's literally the same dude. <laughs> you know? it's, it's literally the same dude. Man. I I don't get it. I don't understand the political intelligence of uh, the Black American population. You know, it's like you know, you you get their votes by having hot sauce in your purse. <laughs> you know the, polit the political intelligence is just driven off of pure emotions and feels man there really is there really is no forethought and this ain't just reserved for like so-called pookies and ray rays this is across the entire spectrum of black yes. people man i'm yes. talking about even with educated people it's just like i i don't know i don't know exactly what happened but i just can't for the life of me see how people can just blatantly choose to ignore actual facts and data and just want to run off purely emotions and feels it, it just doesn't even make any sense to me man but think, then again yeah. it's supposed to make sense maybe, maybe i'm supposed to be the oddball out i don't know well the thing is man is it, it's not only emotion it's actually an issue of actually looking at at, at the points and the policies you know i i would rather have somebody in office that Okay, if you don't like me, then leave me alone. If yeah. Trump leaves me alone, I'm good. Biden said, no, I'm going to start locking you up, calling you super predators, giving you uh, extra years on a sentence 
for um a chemical that is baking soda you yeah. know uh you know because basically if you you see you, you understand what um crack is as opposed to cocaine it's crack with baking soda in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and, and guys is getting extra time for this you know this guy has shown you that he doesn't uh he doesn't like you or respect you locking you up for a right you don't have which is, which is uh basically the right of the financial abortion you know um, and, and taking away your ability to really take care of the kids that they want you to take care of. This guy has shown you that he hates you and you're going to vote for him because this other guy wouldn't let uh, some uh, people of color rent from him. You know what? I used to own rental properties. I don't. I would never rent the niggas again either. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I kind of ride with him on this. I, I don't want you motherfuckers. You know, I heard a, I heard a stat recently that said that said uh, black people tend to discriminate against other black people the most when yes. it comes to like, Airbnb rooms. We all know the rent hustle. Mm. <laughs> we we all know the rent hustle. We know the rent hustle. We gonna pay rent. Two three months, and then we're gonna wait till like around. No, no, no. Around I'm, talk, this time I'm like, talking about. I'm talking about with just Airbnb rentals. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, dude. Yeah. I've seen the 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 damage uh, wreaked in Airbnbs by the Wakandas, man. It's bad. And it's like you you can't you you go. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> you can't. Even, I don't. I don't have any rap against it, man. It's like, yeah, I understand. You know, uh, man, it's it's, it's I, I get it. I get it. You know, and see, this is it's an uncomfortable fact that the Wakandans um, refuse to face refuse to, to to face about themselves, man. They, they you know they do some 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 gutter ass shit to each other. You know, mm-hmm. and, and then expect everybody else to love them. <laughs> you know? Shout out to Caesar D one for the twenty five twenty four ninety nine super chat says salute. Shout out to Caesar D one. I'm at the I'm at to give him a wrench. He put twenty five dollars in there. That's worthy of a wrench. Caesar D one. Caesar D one now has a wrench. Yeah, man. Um, anybody else up there? Look. Some of y'all be having some greasy stuff to say in the comments, man. So, look, I think I'm going to start doing these. Somebody asked me not too long ago, when am I going to start doing panels? I think I'm going to start incorporating panels in here. So, I don't know how often we're going to do them because I prefer to hear myself talk all the time. But I think we might do these maybe once a week on a Friday when I ain't got to go to work the next day. And I can sit around here and do like five-hour live streams like everybody else. Oh, <laughs> right. K Coach and Ash. Hey, shout out to my man K Coach. You got a wrench? Yes, he does. Look, y'all need to go sub to K Coach. And this brother, I, I, I want to really help this brother grow his channel. He be dropping some just some great information, some simplistic stuff that you can. I just watched his video. Where he was talking about getting it popping on Udemy if you got courses. I'm like, y'all need to go sub to this brother, man. Real positive dude out there putting out real useful tangible information that you all can benefit from somehow so shout out to my man k but yeah that's, yeah, uh, any, yeah go ahead no i was gonna say that man that's uh that's some real that's, that's some boss shit that uh k coaching is doing man and you know it's a few guys man they, they really doing some good stuff out there man yeah yeah and that's what i like to see look look 
I like the ratchetness like everybody else. Trust me, the ratchet, I can't get away from it. But I also like to try to find balance because it's like, it's like, you know, I like to listen to hip hop. I like to listen to some trap music. But every now and then I got to balance it out with some R&B or if I'm heavy into the to my Migos mode because I, I ain't going to I like the Migos. But today I had to balance it out. I had to go back to the 90s and, and revisit the Wu-Tang Clan, Supreme Clientele. I just like balance, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Shout out to my man D. Durrell. D. Durrell in the house. Shout out to that brother. I'm giving him a wrench too. I like D. That. Durrell. D. Durrell. Hey, D. Durrell be trying to save the Queens, man. <laughs> he be caving hard for the Queens. And it's like, hey, listen, they, they ain't going to change, bro. I ain't nobody mad at him. You know, um, just they're going to be ignored. They're going to have to compete with all the rest of the women. You know, they're not the worst people in the world. They're just not the best people in the world. Let them compete with everybody else. They ain't magical. Did you did the be like my queens? Like no, bro. Slow that, <laughs> slow that shit down. That dude mean well. He mean well. He mean well, man. They You know. Hey, I, I was watching a video of D. Darrell. He uh, what was that video you did where you picked up some woman had had her car broke down in front of his house. That brother did a whole live stream driving her to the grocery store or the gas station. All right, look at this brother right here, man. Diderell out here saving the community. That's the type of man we need out there. <laughs> the black boy scout. That bitch is going to put a case on him, though. <laughs> he looked at my booty. He needs to go to jail. <laughs> now, nah, that brother mean well, man. I like Diderell. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. K Coach for the $25 super chat. Shout out to that brother. <laughs> yeah, did the real cool man. I seen him on a few uh panels and debates, and he be going hard. That should be having me lying. That should be having me dying, man. Because I'd be like, "That's motherfucking boy." Just wait till one of them called police on his ass. He gonna be like, "Fuck these bitches!" <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand them. <laughs> I didn't yeah, even do that. I just told her she looked nice, and she called the police on me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man. Tell everybody about your channel, Royce. Royce got a channel, y'all. Tell them about your channel. In case they don't know. Right, check it out. I got a channel, uh, Royce J. Um, and basically, I am the, the big brother, the uncle that you didn't grow up with that uh, tell you, uh, yeah, all right, okay, say the bitches ain't shit. And that's probably true, but now what? Okay, you know, what are you going to do to get yourself together? You know, basically, it's like... Uh, it's like basically some big brother counsel, you know, get your mind right, get your money right, you know, um, and, and, and it really is for the women, too. It's like, all right, this is uh, this is why you can't get what you want from these guys, because, you know, you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> so, you know, if you if you if you act nicer, you know, maybe the guys you like will, will, will like you, you know, uh, just like we got creepy guys, we got creepy women, too. And basically, it's it's telling the younger people, hey, get y'all shit together, you know. And then it's talking, some of it's talking about these older motherfuckers, because the people in my generation, it's our fault. Like, a lot of us are the freaknik grandparents, you know. It's out there, you know, it's out there busting it open to the loop songs and shit. <laughs> now we got all these crazy kids running around. <laughs> and it's our fault. Yeah. It's our fault, man. These kids, man, these, man, these uh, millennials are horrible at, at some stuff. 
some stuff they they kind of figured it out, but some stuff is like, man, these motherfuckers is crazy, and it's all of that that Cisco and uh, hypnotic and that bullshit we used to drink back in the day, and motherfuckers yeah, busting yeah. it over that Luke concert. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Cisco. Oh no, oh shoot, you you a little before me because I was too young to go to a Luke concert, but. I was thinking. Yeah. Of, I was thinking. We said Cisco. I was thinking of hypnotic for some reason. Man, yeah, that that shit was horrible, man. We used to call it slow death. <laughs> you know? Oh my god, you drink that stuff, man. You beat your whole family and not remember it the next day. <laughs> uh, man, I did what to who? Yeah, man. Oh, don't even the memories I got of getting highly intoxicated and. Wondering if I did something or wonder if I slept with somebody. Uh, <sighs> yeah, man. I, I, I've got a few of those stories. But the next day, it was like, hey, dog. Uh, you know, uh, so-and-so, they'd be like, man, you, what about that ugly-ass girl? And, <laughs> you, were, you were drunk at the, at the club, man. Uh, <laughs> y'all left early. And I'd be like, oh, oh. I mean, oh, we should be able to get it in like that back in the day. Cause, but nowadays, I don't know. Can you really get away with that type of crap these days? Everybody got phones in your faces and everybody's oh, yeah. trying to. You can't deny it now. Now it's like uh, everything, everything is on video. Everybody's recording everything, so you, you can't say no. Nah, that wasn't me. And they, man, you know, you you be viral. Because <laughs> you know, I just be sitting around sometimes thinking about the early two thousands when I was well, like two thousand one. I was twenty one, and you know, in my college years, early military years, I'm just like, I just I just be sitting around thinking about all the stuff we used to be able to do. When we went to the club and how we used to interact with women back then no. and, and how women just used to be cool with it, or at least that they are, or, or if they had an issue with it, you know, they would bluntly let it be known. But, you know, right. nowadays I'd be thinking like, what if I was 20 years old, 21 now trying to go through this world and holler at breezies? Dude, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I'd probably be the weird nigga in the club because I'm just like, how do you interact with these chicks when Everything's in your face on cell phones. They're recording you, yada yada yada. Then you got to worry about me too. And I don't know how these youngest do it, man. Yeah, I, I feel you. And, and to add to that, see, um, like I don't like uh, the pictures of none of these women nowadays because I don't know if they're boys and stuff. Oh, and they oh, they yeah. have got so good with the makeup and hiding the Adam's apples in the big ass hands. You can't. You know, you you get caught up going, yeah, man, that chick fine, and that chick named be Larry, <laughs> <laughs> not Larry. <laughs> you know, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, you know, a little Bobby Johnson, you know, Bobby with a Y, and it's like, oh, you know, now you you on the Andrew Gillen program. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? oh, so, that guy, he's trying, he's trying to make a comeback. You see that? Yeah, I don't see why they did what they did to him to begin with, because he do all of the stuff that Democrats like. Drugs, uh, he do homosexual sex, <laughs> all of that stuff. You know? <laughs> he left-leaning politics. I mean, he was perfect. It should have been him and Kamala Harris running together. You know? <laughs> that would have I that ticket would have made much more sense than uh Biden and Harris because uh Biden is a horrible choice. <laughs> yeah. It's just a horrible choice. You know, they should have got once they found Gillum in that room, you know, and the dude had the towel 
a, a blanket around his waist, and they had pill vomit and alcohol everywhere, and they had a uh, you know bussy lube <laughs> stuff. He, he should have been the number one nominee. <laughs> That should have been his campaign slogan, Bussy right. Lube. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like it. I want you. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're hustling backwards, man. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know, man. I just look, and I, the only reason I think about this because I got a my son's 14. He's a freshman in high school. So I just think about how drastically different the world is compared to how it was back in 1994 when I was a freshman in high school. Oh, you yeah. had to get out there and get it, man. You had to get out there. One no hopping in the DMs or nothing. You know, one none of that, uh, you know, swipe left or swipe right. Well, you had but, to get out there the, and get it. Yeah. But that's the thing, man, because, you know, like I say, back in high school, Element, you know, middle school, high school, when I was like, you know, you know, really coming into my own, trying to holler at chicks, mm. I had uncles that were like 10 years older than me I could reach out and talk to because when they were in high school, they were they had to go through the same experiences just, you know, 10 years before I did, where you had to talk to chicks. But now it's like, how do I relate this to my son? Talk to chicks, but then I got to school him on Me Too's, then I got to school him on... This whole gender fluidity thing that's going on, and like, like, look, son, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, back, remember back in the days? Well, because when I was coming up, I never had the birds and the bees conversation with my parents, right? Right. I had, I had like a brief talk about it after they found out I wasn't a virgin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that was that was the extent of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nowadays, how do you sit here and have a conversation with your teenage son about birds and bees? But then you have to talk about all these other dynamics and elements that are going on with, with the with the alphabet squad. Cause you know, I, I recently just discovered I have a younger cousin. Matter of fact, I think he's the youngest cousin in my generation. I just found out like two days ago that he's uh, allegedly gay. And I'm like, all right, that's you know, he's gotta be about like 21, 22. My grandmother, the one that's still alive, she's like, she's totally pissed off with it. So I think about that. I got I got a gay male cousin. And I got a, I think I got a female uh, lesbian cousin on the other side of the family. So I think you know they're they're just wide out and open with it, especially the lesbian chick, right? But now I got to look at my son, and I know he's straight because he's told me he like because I had to ask I asked my son. I was like, do you like boys or girls? And I, I just had to ask. I, I, I just had to know. He said he yeah. likes chicks. I'm like, cool. But now how do you how do you educate? How do you like really talk to him and be like, all right, son? I need to sit down and have a conversation with you about the difference between a natural born woman and a and a pretend woman. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like, how do you even approach that conversation these days, man? Yeah, you're right, bro. Um, I I was lucky because I didn't have to have that conversation with my son because I found all his pog porn, and so I was like, okay, he like girls, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I don't I that's a tough one, man, because uh now, you know, uh it, it's it's out there and it's getting um I don't know if it's an attention thing, I don't know if it's a confusion thing, I don't know if it's a hormonal thing, I don't know what it is, but like now it's out there 
And uh, my thing is that it's out there among people who are really, who by all rights should be too young to be talking about sexual activity preferences. If, when you're 14, 15, you don't know enough to have, uh, you don't know enough to not like the opposite gender. You don't know enough to, to, to prefer the same gender. But now we got to have this conversation. So I, I honestly don't know, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm like I say, I'm just, I like I said, I just think about how I was in high school in ninth grade, and now I got yeah. a son that's in ninth grade. He's about he's about as tall as me. Matter of fact, I'm six one. My son will probably be like by the time it's all said and done, I predict he'll be about six three, six four, right? Yeah. But yeah, regardless of all, I'm talking about before he gets out of high school. <laughs> but regardless of all of that. I'm just like, gosh, how do you talk to this dude about this stuff, man? Because he's being force-fed everything from the media to where this is all right, this is normalized, and then here I come. I'm like, nah, B, that's that's really not the business. I mean, it could be the business for you when you become grown and you're taking care of yourself, but living up under my house, you know, this, this that type of stuff ain't going to fly. But then I don't want to run it. Oh, God, I don't even want to. You know what I'm saying? I, I I'm, I'm it, a confused man. parent around here. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. And I, I understand, you know, um, I, man, I, I don't know because um, I didn't. I haven't had to deal with that in my immediately, in my, in my immediate family. You know, um, I, I got an uncle who was uh, over dramatic at funerals and stuff. And come to find out, you know, he, he was on that, on the alphabet team. And stuff, but you know, he was—he was also an older guy, you know. Um, as far as like the younger kids, I, I wouldn't know how to have that conversation. You know, where I work, I see. You know, um, I think the choir director been touching all these young boys around here. I think he been, uh, you know, been snatching them up and, and hitting them with the Bill Clinton in the closet. But it's like. I, I don't know because, again, in my eyes, uh, on the one hand, at the ages of 13 and 14, you're too young to, uh, you know, really, you know, you, you should just be starting to talk about sex because you're just trying to figure yourself out. So, you know, having a, a preference outside of um, what we consider normal, which is... Uh, male on female and female on male that you know that you're too young to have something outside of that you know like uh you know your same sex thing or feeling like you know that you were born the wrong gender you know which is some bullshit because you can't be born the wrong race <laughs> you know and, and and most black americans are mixed race you know they're, they're created population but you know, there's one drop theory for that, but not yeah. gender. Get the fuck out of here. It, that's some bullshit, um, as far as I'm concerned. But you know, at that at those ages, you're too young to be deciding that. It's like you're too young at, at 14 to decide. I'm, I'm a big MGTOW. You don't know shit. You ain't been through enough hurt and pain with a bitch to be like, fuck it. I don't want to deal with none of them. <laughs> you know. You're, you you haven't been through anything. You don't know enough. You know, um, I, I don't get it, man. And I don't 
I don't know how to have that conversation other than, you know, straightforward. Hey, do you uh, do you like girls or do you like boys? You know, um, speaking of that, Gabriel McKnight, I saw you pop up. I added you to the stream, but you left. But you left this comment. You said not going to lie. Some of these trans women are looking good. David, I need you to come back up here and explain explain this right here, bro. Hey, David, a bussy spectator. <laughs> he's, a, <laughs> he's a bussy fanatic. <laughs> Gabriel, Gabriel McKnight, come back up here. You was at, I don't know, I let you on. You just hopped off. Get back up here, bro. Get back up here. Uh, yeah, he's probably trolling. He's probably trolling. <laughs> I mean, hey, Gabriel, you got the, the wrong two because we will clown you. <laughs> we will have fun with it all night. You know, <laughs> you, you ain't doing nothing, but you ain't doing nothing but poking the bear with us. We're not gonna get mad at that. It's going to be entertainment. Oh, he says he's not trolling. Come on up here, then, bro. Like, yeah, come on up here. Help us, help us, it, under, help us understand, bro. I mean, look, if if that's what you're legit attracted to, or you think, like, help help us understand. Because look, I got a 14 year old son. That I got to figure out how to talk to about this new world that's going on out here. Maybe you can shed some insight since, you know, you think, you know, help, help me out. You can help me be a, a better father. <laughs> so come on back up here, Gabriel. Come back up here, Gabriel. Don't, don't run. Don't run from the, the stream, bro. Yeah, come on, Gabriel. Um, you know. <laughs> Uh, man, they 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 hey, they gonna do you like they did old boy Bobby Valentino and put you on Instagram. Mm. Be like, come here, Gabriel, come here, let everybody see your face. <laughs> oh, because they'll tell on you, they'll tell on you. Nobody snitch more than somebody in the alphabet community, they snitch on everybody. So, you might as well, you know, if, if you're trans attracted, I mean, hey, that's, that's I but they're gonna tell on you. They're gonna tell I on you. Gabriel. Gabriel's in the building, y'all. What's up, Gabriel? Hey G, what up, everybody? What no, up, Jay? No. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. No, I'm not. I'm straight, man. I'm not gay, nothing. But I work at a workplace, and there's one woman that's the cleaning lady that where I work at, and she's, I mean, she's really good looking. And um, and for months I I noticed this chick, and like um, but somebody told me this woman was a guy. And I couldn't believe it. It's just, it's just everything looks like a woman to me. I'm a boy, yeah. Damon. <laughs> I am a boy. <laughs> I came up master. And yes, yeah, it's, it's true. You was just okay, gonna man. take it, wasn't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so I you... talked to her, broke the ice and everything, but um, but, but she was cool with it. But she was married too. Married uh, to yeah. a dude. Married to a dude? Yeah, married to a dude, man. Oh, wow. She married to some Asian guy. So I was a spank, a spank woman. I uh, mean, bushy. That's where you want to call them. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, but uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, she, she really, she was like an eight or nine, man. I'm serious. The body was banging, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying, man. I, I, I was flabbergasted. Sound like sound like you're still thinking about her, Gabe. What's going on? <laughs> he still works there. <laughs> I see her five times a week. Hey, Gabe, be peeking from around the corner like I like that. I want you. 
<laughs> Next time, I want some cocktails. <laughs> I go. I go ahead. Didn't know I was about to ask her out. <laughs> so, hey, Gabe, if if she wasn't married, you, 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 don't lie, bro. You would you would have tried to holler. Wouldn't you you would have tried to holler. Wouldn't you? Even after you found out, you would have tried to holler, right? No. Yeah, no. Gabe would Gabe would have been like Forrest Whitaker in the crying game. Stop <laughs> this thing out weird. No, bro. <laughs> no, man. It's, it's something. It's some some dangling balls or some other shit. Down. No, man. It's gotta be pussy only, man. <laughs> it's real. I ain't trying to be vulgar or nothing, man. Real talk, man. Oh man. Yeah. So, salute. What up? What up, Jonathan? What's going on? Salute what to up, the panel, man. man. Salute, What's salute up, to you, Mister Mister Royce, man. Uh, I respect both of y'all guys' channels. Matter of fact, I watch you religiously, G. Yeah, G, you my hero, man. I, I do it for the people. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm gonna tell y'all something about G. G is—I've been knowing G uh, almost 20 years, and how he is on YouTube is how that motherfucker is in real life. Yeah, man, G seemed really authentic, man. I, from the Tariq Nasheeds to the Umars, man, he seemed very authentic. <laughs> compared to them. Well, I don't I personally don't see a reason to get up on here and lie to niggas and, and just make up stuff and try to pretend to be somebody I'm not. I mean you it's know, a persona. It's a persona. I don't man. I don't I don't well, you know, I guess this persona because how, how old are you, Jonathan? Twenty four years old, sir. How old are you, Gabriel? Thirty six. Okay, so Gabriel he, he's about the same age as my brothers, but think about Jonathan, I think it's a real difference between you young guys and as old dudes, I'm 40, Ray, Royce is 40 plus, whatever. But like I keep telling y'all, I grew up in the era, I was a teenager in the 90s. I grew up in the era where you had to actually go outside and communicate with people face to face. You had to go out there and get in the fist fights, get lumped up, learn how to fight, go holler at chicks, get dissed, get you some victories, get embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything yep. you guys do, y'all just interact through these phones and social media, man. So I think that, look, I'm not knocking the technology, but I think it really takes away the 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 social, the actual interactions amongst human beings to where you got to learn through these trials and tribulations about how to read people, how to deal with people. So when I come on here, you got to understand my perspective. I'm coming on here from a background of living in the real world before social media where I had to learn how to recognize bullshit from a bunch of people to where now I'm at the ripe age of 40. When I hear a nigga on YouTube talking wild and crazy, I'm like, nah, that's just not accurate in most instances. That's just not how it is. Yeah, I agree, man. Cause you know, a lot of cognitive dissonance issues comes from uh, the, it comes from my, my uh, generation. It comes from older, but if I look at the analytics and I see that a lot of uh, people that do follow these dudes, these Tariq Nasheeds, these Umars, they're pretty much uh, my my age group, you know. Well, it's nothing wrong with donations. Well, <laughs> <my> <laughs> donations. Here's the thing. I know I go hard against Tariq and all them. And look, I used to be a, a, a strong fan of his back in the day, right? Because his his rhetoric is is enticing. It, it can it can really it can really draw you in, especially if you're angry at all the crap that you see on the news every day. Until you got, but there's gonna come a point where you got to snap up out of that crap and come back to reality. Now, Tariq, in my opinion, he could be 
a really positive thing for black people if he just stopped sitting out here just putting out this constant woe is me bullshit. That's like 99% of his rhetoric is, and then he tries to say this is empowerment. How is it, in my opinion, how is it empowerment <laughs> when you're telling people that you're superior, you're, you're inferior to white people and everybody's Definitely. trying to hunt you and, and you know what I'm saying? It's just like, what are you doing? Like, gee, I took out the trash this morning, man. I did not feel like nobody was hunting me down. Matter of fact, white neighbors said hello. Oh, man. You cooning, bro. You cooning. White neighbors said hello. They they said, uh, <laughs> they said, how your family, man? <laughs> I tell y'all, yeah, man. My white neighbors. Yeah. I, got, I got white neighbors. And if they don't like me, they don't talk to me, which is yep. fine. Yeah. I, I'm good with that. Uh, when I lived in the hood, and I had mostly black neighbors, I had to pull my pistol three times. No. Yeah, you gotta play uh, sheriff deputy. Yeah, motherfucker broke in my garage and tried to sell my tools. <laughs> I had to, I had to rob him back for my stuff. Like, yeah, man, that, that that's fucked. <laughs> I mean, the reality is most white folks ain't think about black people like that, bro. They got they got bills to pay, kids to raise, and you know the same crap everybody else got to deal with. And it's just you know I, you know. I talk about this because my youngest, one of my younger brothers, uh, I got my younger brothers are twins. The oldest twin, he's in law school and he, he's turned into a social justice warrior over the years. Right. Oh, God. Damn. I mean, you know, that's my brother. You know, I, got, I love him to death. That's, you know, me and him, we get into some arguments, threaten to un, unfamily each other. You know, instead of unfriend, we threaten to unfamily each other. Then right now we're back <sighs> on good talking terms and stuff. He's supposed to be coming up here to see me and drop some shoes off for me. But. <laughs> I remember we had got into this argument a couple about a month or two, well, two or three months ago, and he was on some. It was matter of fact, it was around the time Ahmad Arbery got killed, and he was like, "Man, we can't go jogging no more." And 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 they, we, we, somehow we got into the conversation about him having a gun pulled on him by a cop. So I asked my brother, I was like, "How many times have you had a gun pulled on you?" He was like, "I've had one pulled on me four times." I'm like, "Damn, I didn't even know about the first one." So I was like, "Well, who pulled the gun on you?" He was like he was like the first three times it was some niggas, the fourth time it was a cop, and it was the cop pulled the gun on him because when he was in college, he had hopped the fence to to the to the pool area after hours, and then somebody called the cops and they came and pulled the guns on him. But I'm looking at my brother tell me this. I'm like, wait a second, my nigga, you got a problem with all these white folks and cops, but three out of four times you had a gun pulled on you it was by some niggas. 75% yep. of the guns put in your face was by niggas, but you mad at the cops and the white people? Like, how does that even make sense with you? Gee, it don't make sense, man. Like, I got, I got family, and most of the opportunities came from white folks. But, you know, we we, we, we in white supremacy, eh? No. <laughs> yeah, mean, man. I mean, <laughs> being a cool. Well, you know, it, it's not, listen, because I, you know, I, I don't want people to run around thinking like, oh, we just we just praising white people. It's, it's no. not about the praise of white people. My message is because I know I know that's how it kind of sounds, and I make a lot of I make a lot of jokes, and maybe some people can't can't read can't can't pick up on the sarcasm when I be talking about white society. What I'm really saying is that for better or for worse, the white man has laid down the damn foundation for how this country operates right now. They control the government. They control all the major institutions. And we hear black people talk about progress. I always hear it from the standpoint that niggas want to go out there and reinvent the wheel. I'm like, why do that? Go learn what they're learning. 
figure out how you can be a success at it and then go back in Teach your peoples, help your peoples, instead of just trying to start from scratch. Hey, these niggas think they're gonna go find some vibranium and make the motherfucking Wakanda force field around Atlanta <laughs> and shit. Yeah. What are we talking, man? I mean, like, they've been talking that dumb shit since the eighties. Yeah. Oh, it's well, damn, since the eighties. So it, damn. It, uh, uh, damn. Hey, hey, I'm telling you, this shit ain't nothing new. I'm almost fifty. Yeah. And damn. All, all of this. Uh, all of this uh, Wakandan shit, uh, all of this uh, pro-black shit, it's, it's not new. This shit was around yeah. in, in the 70s when I was yep. a kid. It was. Um, and I grew up with doing the, 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 the public enemy era. Oh, God, it was heavy back then. The only thing that's, that's, that's slightly different now is the black woman is God thing. That's, no, well, that's, the, that's, that's, that's not even really different because, look, I used, when I was in college at Tuskegee University from 1998-2002, we had pro-blacks on campus talking this same stuff y'all are hearing on the internet. That's why I say, just like my man Roy said, this ain't, these aren't new conversations. They're just new to a lot of young people because y'all have never heard them. It's, but right, right. It's, we, it's, how we, it's how we used to bone your mothers. Uh, yeah. Straight up. <laughs> straight up. It, it's, we go to the club. And we get to talking that queen shit and, and, oh, and what's up, Earth and shit. Get to talking that five percent of talk. Uh, and, oh and, shit! And the next thing you know, the next thing you know, I mean, man, you know, we sliding on it. And, and, and it's, it's game. And you know how people be like, "What's your solution? We need solutions, nigga." We have literally been saying, "What's the solution for like 30, 40 years, bro?" Apprenticeships. 30- you know what I'm saying? 30, 40 years. We've been having these, these conversations never end. That's why I'm going here like I'm I'm I gotta I just gotta call it out because they've been going on since before I was I was born in 1980. They've been happening before I was born, bro. Mm. Mm. You see, I was I, I was before Tupac. You see <laughs> I was 96. Yeah, 96. What was I doing? I was, June. I was, June of 96. I was, I was in uh 10th, 11th grade, skipping school, smashing big booty Brenda. That's what I was doing. Hey, <laughs> I'm a part, my I'm part of the Lamont Sanford generation. You know, before that was Tupac, that was Lamont Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with that. That shit was around then, man. You know, yeah. it, 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 nothing's new, man. My mom Nothing got new. caught up with that, with that mess, man. You know, some dude was talking slick to her, had a, a twinkle in his eye. And a wrinkle in his pants, and that's how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> BMT, what up, bro? What's going on? BMT, that sounds kind of low. Do I really sound low? Yeah, yeah. Hey, we got an echo coming from the BMT. I don't know why. I probably might get on the podcast. I probably might get on my laptop. But no, nah, I just—I was surprised you actually put up a panel. I said, "Damn." Herman came from the mountains. Yeah, I said, "Well, I said I'm gonna go sit with my battle and uh, just catch up with him." You know what I'm saying? But uh, other than that, yeah, man, I guess we just shooting the shit, uh, watching uh, talking points and people's realities burn and avatars come down. And I'm just enjoying it. Roasting avatars. You know, sooner or later, you got to turn the video game off. You got to turn off the video game and actually come into the real world. 
You know what I'm saying? That's that's what my dad told me. You got to turn off that Nintendo and come outside, son. You know, somebody got to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's just something that I guess a lot of these guys and gals got to realize, man, that you can't stay in your comfort zone. Uh, I, I don't know. I grew up in a time where if you don't, man, that don't work, don't eat. Like oh. that, that, that shit only take you but so far. You know what I'm saying? And you know, the the black and white talking points. I go tired of that shit, man. Like uh I go same, tired of same that. Same here, man. I go tired of that. I, I I done traveled the world and seen various places. And once y'all start seeing shit, you, you, your your hindsight of view is gonna definitely open up. We're like, oh shit. Y'all still talking about that. <laughs> y'all might wanna actually wake up to you know, you know, things of how the world really is. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, so, it's just very interesting. So, PMT, let, let me ask PMT, you a question. Let, let me ask you a question. Bro. Bro, your echo is like real bro, your strong. Your echo is like real strong. I'm sorry about that. Hold on. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you a question, man. So do you feel like the manosphere is legit helping black men? Like, especially, especially these young brothers like Jonathan. Like, like, like what is your old assessment? Of it. Why do you do that to me? Goddamn G. Because you BMT, Cause you BMT, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, I don't want to get me the bad guy at the end of the day, but shit. Uh, no. Uh, oh, no. Y'all, I'm sorry, man. I would, I would, I purposely don't send black men to the manosphere anymore. I will send them to an Asian dude talking about metrics and, and, fucking putting down tile. I'll send them to a white dude going over how to change oil. I don't send them to a place where y'all just talk about booty and white man, white man, and goddamn MK Ultra. Like, the fuck? Like, we gonna y'all, make, listen, we, man. We're going to make these females listen, come, back, make to the come back to the and, table. Um, and the melanin has magical power. The melanin has yeah, magical power. That's the man that's 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 We've been trying that shit for years, man. Like, I'm gonna tell you right now, nobody gives a fuck right now. Nobody gives a fuck for that right now. <laughs> the big boy table, we don't. That that heifer out there in the street, she gonna do what she do. She's gonna run out there for did didn't do nothing. And you gotta learn, let her be, and let her get her ass knocked out. Just like Jaquan is gonna keep fighting the cops, and people are gonna keep doing dumb shit all around the board. And right. when you realize that, and you say, right. "Yo, I gotta just be accountable for me." And who's in my house? You know what I'm saying? And oh, my old lady said she loved the lights. I don't know why you show those damn lights now. I gotta go do the same damn thing. Oh, and go oh, to- oh. You talking about the lights? I, know, now? I gotta go to IKEA now because of your ass. Oh no, I ain't get the get things from IKEA. IKEA, so I gotta go to IKEA now. And you know they don't put. And see, that's the thing about it, man. Like. Some of y'all men gotta y'all need to go find y'all manhood and stop look, listening to trauma bond, trauma bond one oh one man. Like BMT, shit, that's the only thing black people know. Trauma, trauma that's, that's... I, I'm trying, but I don't got time to keep hearing about struggles and woes. <laughs> you gotta fix, you gotta that, fix echo, that echo, bro. Echo, bro. Let me let me get on my computer for you, bro. I'm gonna get on my computer for you. All right, all right. I'm gonna come on for you. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you right this, man. Like if it's woe is me, man, I'm really running away from it completely. So you're not getting any benefit from it, Jonathan? You're, you're like, hell no. Nah. They're prime, uh, 
You're, you're the prime uh, audience, though. Man, you're, this you're is not helping, Jonathan. Man. What they talking about is not helping, man. They playbook. I throw that shit in the trash. I get my playbook from the agents and shit. The agents and the Jewish friends that I know, and I they actually watch the Black Manosphere, and they actually find it to be funny, but also tiresome. Especially Taz, man. Like all my Jewish friends was laughing at Taz. They said, "What do Taz do?" They say, "We need to figure out what is his job. What did he do?" Hey, he has husband. Hey, that nigga look like a unemployed hot boy from Louisiana. Like he got stuck somewhere else out after Hurricane Katrina. And they just left his ass there. And he, he just, like he just got through doing a bid. He still had his gold teeth and, and, and them tall teeth. Just like, come on, dude. They, they, they wearing skinny shit now. I'm crying, Royce. I'm not. Nah, gee, this is not. This is not useful at all, man. For one thing, when y'all when they do talk about tech, they talk it on a surface level shit that don't help really nobody. They just say, get in tech. Get in tech. Okay, what aspects of tech? Like, I got e-commerce stores, so I'm pretty much the surface level of tech. Really, my job is just to get these stores to be running, link up suppliers, send Google traffic. If y'all if they can't tell me that, then really what y'all what they talking about is pretty much entertainment. It like I don't I don't take this shit serious, man. I'm twenty four. I know my blueprint. A lot of these dudes is forty five years old, still living with a bitch. They still living yeah. with a bitch. Nah man, I can't get my information from that. He trying to figure his way. Hey, you know, you know what my thing is now? The, the hilarious thing is this uh, high value uh, man argument shit going around. I it, it tickles yeah. me pink. Well, uh, you know, uh, just truth be told, me and G are both high value dudes, uh, income wise and education wise. You know, but all that other shit. I don't know about G. I don't give a fuck about all that other shit. <laughs> you know? And it's like motherfuckers be real upset because they ain't high value and the, 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 the females be upset because they can't get high values. And I'm like, what's wrong with being average? There's, there, there's nothing wrong with being average. Why y'all crying about this shit and getting mad? And stuff? It, it just tickles me pink. It's like, be regular, motherfucker. That's what the goal is for everybody anyway. Nobody's special. Not me, like, not you, nobody. It, it, it takes a whole lot of work that you lazy motherfuckers ain't going to do to be special. So quit crying about it. Just be an average 185-pound, 5'4 bitch and, and, and live your life. <laughs> a lot of these dudes ain't even average, though, man. A lot of these dudes is literally subpar, especially the, the arguments and talking points that they be having, especially on BMT's. I be in BMT's panel, and you got... Oh, all these wild dudes with these cockamamie stories and ideologies that I'm like, man, uh, this is pretty much YouTube talking points, man. This ain't nothing acclable uh, for Monday morning. I just, I just drink, I just uh, drink and use it as um, it's good entertainment sometimes. And, uh, you know, I, you know, sometimes when I sit down with uh, some of my friends. Uh, I, we, you know, we we talk about this stuff, and I, I'm not sure some people ever play their content back to people outside of YouTube. Uh oh. And um, I one time I had to go to a um, I had to go to a class at the uh, community college, and I wanted to do a study, 
So I just turned on uh, a few people's um, channels and I started to play it out loud. And I I didn't see like, yeah, like I agree. It was more like disgruntled phrases like, who are these people? Like, where are they at? Like, <laughs> they come by. And um, you, you start to realize you're not no longer in the norm. You're you're dealing with the dysfunctional uh, abnormal, abnormal, abnormalities of society. That's a word. And so when you start listening to the talking points, you're like, okay, like, I, I need you to start talking about something that's, you know, conducive to health. Uh, listen, for long as I've been on, I, I've never had to ever hear uh, men that are men that are doing things in their life have to keep reminding people that they are worth some type of value. I never had to hear my father say that. I never had to hear the men that owns the mill or or the gun ranges or, or the things that I, I'm involved with. We never had to brag about what we do. We just go do it and live our lives. And, you know, just one day at a time. Uh, I know I'm not sure if, if, if G ever heard a man like a, a command sergeant major or first sergeant say I'm high value. I, I'm pretty sure I am like, a high value man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've never heard those guys way up when brass say I'm high value. Like that's just something that we just. Hey, you guys want to get a beer? Like y'all, y'all guys want to <laughs> go? You know, go check hey, out. Hey. Some- hey, we would have to run the commanders uh, away from the NCOs. Like, hey man, hey. This ain't your crowd, man. Yeah. Go over there with the rest of the, with, with, with the rest of the lieutenants <laughs> and captains and shit. <laughs> I, it, it was never one of those kind of conversations. I, but I never understand this fascination that we see going on over here in these spaces. I've, I've tried to have these conversations about property. Property one hundred and one. You and me did a stream on that BMT. We did a three hour stream. I actually paid for a realtor to come to this space to talk to these people. You know what they did? They started asking her about, is she a single mother? It's, uh, oh, really? and all that. I'm like, what, what? the fuck? She's they flagged it down. They, they, the video that you and me was on, they flagged it down. They, She's literally a real estate, a high value real estate broker in the state of Louisiana that dishes out million dollar homes. And literally she was trying to give people the jumpstart on getting duplexes, apartments, um, condos, all that stuff, I said, I'll cover it. Just don't worry about it. I'll cover it for you. Jonathan came there, but he asked for it. And, you know, people, they, they wanted to know about, so uh, you got kids? Uh, why you talk like that? You sound, I'm like, dude, you're in a fucking, if I had to be a professor at that time, I would have kicked y'all out. That y'all in that classroom. But I'm like, People normally don't give things out like that for free. You gotta pay yeah, for that kind of information. So right. they, they they have seminars and stuff. Right. It's, yeah. But it, see, after a while, I'm starting to understand why the people that actually have some type of positive or you know valuable information, they damn they already done left these spaces. They already left because mm. they're like you don't value the stuff. I've talked about how to go get ammunition. Uh, firearms. I think me and G talked about that. Um, I had a person that was coming by to actually, uh, they were asking um, some people, do they want to get in on buying land? But, wait, that's a white man. What? Nah, BMT, you ain't bringing those around no white. I'm like, dude, 
these people work for the state of Tennessee, and I got a one for the state of South Carolina. Why the fuck would y'all turn down land that they're going to be putting up for auction? Like, so after a while, I understand you can't help the Negro for so long. After a while, you just gotta let him just die out in some his own form or fashion. I don't like I said. I I, I don't hate y'all. I just pity y'all after a while, man. And I mean, you know, it, it's getting old. You know, it's getting pretty old now. So that's why my frustration. I, I'm like, yo, God bless anybody. But, but when you're told, but when you went around here saying stuff like that, like you just gotta let them die out. That's when people come back and tell you you're you're full of self hate and okay. all this other crazy talk. But just like you said, when you try to introduce positive stuff, informational stuff, it, it it leads back down to this path of ratchetness. So it's like, how do you, what other option do you have but to leave and go do your own thing and just let and just let them just all destroy themselves at the end of the day, you know, either uh, figuratively or literally. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, yeah. what, what can you do? You can't do nothing, man. I mean, like I said, man, like, I never seen people so consumed about sex and fucking and, and goddamn. No, gen- nobody, nobody dick watches and panty peeps more than YouTube and social media pro blacks. They love uh, speculating on what you're doing with the private parts. I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. You know, um, it, it, it's to me, it's like. Um, it, it, it's it's your business who you decide to sleep with. Get this right. money out here. It's money and opportunities out here. But Royce, I got called a trick. You see, I got called a trick. You see, Platinum Elite called me a trick. <laughs> I said the exact same thing. You got the fuck on these bitches, man. Bruh, I was listening to I was listening to Ramil's stream bun. earlier today, right? And. I don't I don't know how long it was on before I started and I got to the point where Platinum Elite was talking. You know, I got to some words with this clown back in the day. Hey, but hey, Platinum you know that, Elite. Bruh, Platinum, let me tell you Platinum what. Oh, go ahead, G. I'm sorry. <laughs> let, 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 me tell you what, let me tell you what this dude was talking about, bro. When I got into the stream, Platinum Elite was literally putting up an argument to say that a dude that's in jail that can get a chick to send him $40 is considered a high value man in jail. Like that's literally where the conversation, where I entered the conversation, I was like, so I'm listening to it for about a good 30 minutes while I'm on my lunch break. I'm just like, wait a second, bro. These niggas is talking about niggas in jail being high value men because they can convince a chick on the outside to write him a letter and that he can get $40 up out of her. Like, Put some, put some ramen noodles on my book. Put some this ramen is, noodles. This is what they was talking about, man. I was like, who, who is listening to these people, man? Why? Hey, hey it's, an, it's some impressionable guys out there that's listening to them. You can't yeah. give them real game. You can't give them, like my big thing is, is talking to uh, young people how to, how to move in the military, how to, how to level up in their rank real quick, and um, how to take advantage of a lot of the opportunities that the military offers. G does the same thing. And hmm. like those those videos, um, they don't hardly get any hits. I did a video on how to play the political game because I'm in Chicago and politics is everything. And there's a way that you do it in order, like if you want a nice city job uh, or something like that, you trying to get promoted, 
there's a political game that you need to play. And um, one of my first videos was on how that game works and, and how to position yourself to get into that game. And I got no views on it. But I talked about Michelle K and got almost 2,000 views. Hmm. What? Uh, see, our priorities in the wrong place, man, because... Uh, yeah, man, because Planet Malik called me a, a trick and shit. I said, what? For one thing, uh, me personally, uh, I, I love tricking. Yeah. Know, the big the big booty chicks and shit, they actually got it got it for a good deal. Listen, only black people talk <laughs> that trick and shit. You know, um, it's like these motherfuckers. I like to go to massage parlors and, and I like to get uh, get get happy endings. But go ahead, Royce. Yeah, it, it's you know only black people talk that trick and shit. Everybody else knows um, that uh, you know you pay to remove uh, obstacles and bullshit. And, and furthermore, if you read the laws of power, um, the forty-eight laws of power, it talks about you know pay for everything. You know that it's a power move. It's strategic. You know it, it, it's basically it's it's setting your authority. I paid the cost to be the boss. You know, and but yet. You know, you, you got these goofy niggas that, oh, you got to get it off your mouth. And they're always looking for the nigga hookup, you know. And mm -hmm. it's like, I don't understand it. You guys call yourselves wanting to read the 48 Laws of Power, and then you turn around and, and do this goofy shit. Um, well, as, far as, as far as Platinum, Platinum is entertaining to me because I, I grew up with niggas like that. I, I grew up with niggas like that. So when he talks, it's like talking to one of the niggas I grew up with on the north side and the west side of Chicago. At the same time, he says a lot of stuff and don't realize that what he's talking about is tricking. Like, he buys chicks drinks. And I'm like, Platinum, what's the difference between giving a chick $50 or buying a chick five drinks when you're looking for the same thing? You Maybe to get a shot of ass from it. It's the <laughs> same shit. I'd rather just give her the $50 and say, hey, let's do this. Let's woo-wop-de-bam. And go my way, and she go hers instead of buying five drinks and sitting up there trying to make small talk conversation. It's all <laughs> tricking. It's all tricking. Yeah, you know it is. I don't know. It, I, it, I, I get a lot of this, this bullshit out the way when I just be up front. Matter of fact, I'd rather just have it like like that, man. Uh, how much for overnight? Twenty five hundred. Okay, cool. Let me go to the ATM. Boom. Bing bam. Twenty-five hundred, man. These chicks going for forty dollars. You ain't never heard of forty dollars. <laughs> well, you see, you see, I like, I like white women's. I like, I like the white women's. The white women's a little expensive uh -oh. out hey, here in hey, California. Hey, 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 they'll go for forty-two. <laughs> go, take, take it right over there to Oregon. You find a forty-dollar chick over there too. Well, my thing is, you know, for the for dudes like you, Jonathan, like you, you, you say you what twenty? What you say you was 24? twenty-four? Yeah, 24. I mean, look. You know, my thing is like you're young, bro. No, I, you ain't got no kids, do you? No. Okay, so you're young, no kids. You're supposed to be out there wilding out, having fun. You know, tricking your money off every now and then, sleeping with all the chicks you can bag. I mean, that's just that's just what you're supposed to do, and keep doing it for as long as you can do it. So as long as you're single, but I always tell y'all, you know, young dudes in real life, uh, I'm like. Find that balance, bro. Go out there and smash all these chicks, but also try to be about your business at the same time. Because, you know, a lot of niggas, they'll get up here and they'll say, I'm about my business. But you turn around and look at these cats that are like 40 years old, my age and older, the ones I was in high school and college with, 
uh, well, especially those in high school, I should say, well, mostly those in high school, I should say, dude, a lot of these dudes is, dude, they're either, they're out there still trying to do the same shit that 21, 22-year-old niggas is doing, and their standard of living really is damn near on par with somebody that's 21, 22, meaning they really haven't <laughs> elevated and moved up in life to where they can legit run around here saying that, yeah, I'm about my business, because nothing seems to reflect that you're about your business when you're like i always say you look like you're one paycheck away from living under a bridge bruh or one paycheck away from living off some chick and i'm like how are you about your business so my message to you is go have your fun don't get caught up no kids no std also just understand you're gonna wake up and be 30 years old in a blink of an eye bruh you're gonna wake up before. I mean, I know that sounds like some old crusty funny duddy talk, but that shit is real as hell, my nigga. <laughs> it's real. It's very yeah. real. It's very real. You know, yeah, man. I, I I tell young cats all the time, work hard and press play hard, right? You in your twenties, you should be grinding your ass off to try to stack as much money as you can. Um, because brawls are gonna come. That's what they do. They they sense money. They 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 sense uh, uh they sense a man who has resources and and that's about his business the chips you want they're gonna come around anyway around this time <laughs> around this time you should be grinding your ass off uh you know making money and creating opportunities for yourself so when you get my age you get your age you know we are you know you got something to look forward to like i'm, I'm about to retire in a couple of years me and g was just talking last week Ag, was I not looking at oceanfront properties? Yeah, he sent me the pictures of the properties all the time. See, that's beautiful, you know, man. I'm See. looking I, not not regular houses. I'm looking at oceanfront properties, yeah. and not not just one. I'm looking to I'm looking to buy two within a year because I got money like that. See, see, that's you know? beautiful. See, see, that that's a a black man taking uh full charge, man. White supremacy ain't got nothing on you, kid. But you, you know, <laughs> but you know what the difference is between yourself and me and Royce mm. is you're, you're you're young and you have the power of social media to rev this thing up 10, 20 times faster than we could when we were coming up. Well, yeah, could I get my sales uh, from Google, uh, Google ads and Facebook ads? And uh, I pretty much sell high ticket items like I sell drones and I sell 3D printers, really? I sell hair weaves, and my fourth product will be pool tables. I need to find a manufacturer and a supplier. Oh, bro, you said you sell hair weaves? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Hey, you, hey, you try Alibaba? Have you, have you looked on Alibaba? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I also I see a couple Alibaba. sourcing agents. So yeah. you're doing drop shipping, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I don't know if you see my comments where I, I talk about how more black people need to do e-commerce because of the fact of you know nobody don't know your race. If Are you, you, if you're a, this, you got mm -hmm. a channel? You got a channel out there? Uh, Making content I'm, on this? Well, I'm actually uh, gonna roll out my channel uh, on on Monday. It's gonna be Real Deal Financial. Okay. Yeah, I make sure I subscribe to you, and I gotta make sure I subscribe to BMT. Uh, you know, hey, every you guys are putting out great stuff. Come, come chop it up with us, man. Like, please. Like said, we just had it, uh, you know, right now. We just, uh, me and uh, uh, another one of our um, battle brothers, um, Screen Learning, 
and it's very interesting because I've uh, in doing this, I've actually been connecting with a lot of uh, military brethren, and um, you know, I do a lot of my content. Uh, I get it from them. A lot of the proceeds that I get, um, they pay they pay and sponsor me. I told you, I don't even give a shit for for cash app. I get I get sponsorship from um, from military vet uh, based companies and stuff. And I kind of take that money and flip it uh, towards uh, the community and towards like housing for men and other properties and shit. Like it's, it's very it's very self evident that a lot of these people aren't doing what YouTube is built for. It's for networking. It's the biggest network um, base of server in the world. We're yeah. literally at, at the drop of a dime. You literally can start you can literally okay i don't know how to change oil or take out a filter okay take your phone step by step and literally it will walk you through if you put in the car the model and literally everything that you need to it, they will, you have guys that literally for a hobby will do that and show you step by step and you literally can say well you know what maybe i can go do that as a little side hustle change people's oil and so it, it, we're not functionally using it to its maximum this is little asian kid all he does is open up toys and he's like one of the richest youtubers all he does yeah. is play with damn toys and so you gotta understand your your biggest since y'all like talking about dudes who like dressing up and wearing man purses and shit your biggest black content creators they're not in this space. They'll never come to this space. I keep telling that to people. They're out there talking about other shit to make conglomerate money to, and not come here. Like, it's only so long before they're like, what are these weirdos talking about? Like, okay, <laughs> keep them over there. And, and, and I know people think that's harsh, but I'm trying to tell y'all, man, like, the world is ever so much changing. So you, you got to start learning to adapt and um, start making moves. Like, what we're doing right here, politicking. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you gotta learn to just, and I see this a lot on these on these on these spaces on panels. You don't always have to be the one to talk the loudest or argue or scream. Uh, it's like like my NCO said, just be there and shut up. You don't have to say nothing. Yeah. Just listen to the conversation, and I promise you, you'll start picking up and you'll start learning what to do and what not to do by the older NCOs in the room, and yeah. so. When we have these conversations, and shout out to the brother who's about to get some beach front, beachfront property. I used to stay down there in Melbourne, St. Um, Pete. I, I stayed all over Florida, man. And up in Florida, Georgia, a lot of these places, man. And I always tell men, sometimes if y'all got so much betterment and y'all don't give a shit for me, get the fuck out. Go travel. I encourage brothers, travel and test your luck out there in the world. Us three men will tell y'all it is possibly the best thing you will ever do. And just see the world for what it is. You know, try it out there. Get, ruffle your feathers. It's okay if you if you fuck up. You know what I'm saying? But just keep, as long as you're trying. You know what I'm saying? And, and that was one of the things about it, you know? And I, it, it's it's not a bad thing that, well, shit, that's a white people's thing. There's no such thing as that's just a white people's thing. It's just a thing. You're either going to go do it or not. I learned that the hard way. Uh, they were like, well, only white people jump out of plane. Shit, I got that damn $1,200 extra dollar. 
I wanted that check. Every time they said, nah, man, we don't do that. I'm gonna do it. I wanted I wanted the extra money. So hey. after a while, I started networking and politicking. I started meeting brothers and men and commanders and, and two star. I, I I never thought I'd sit in a car with a four star. I'm like, oh God, what, what is he doing here? Yeah. He started talking to me about, hey, uh, I'm gonna be putting these goddamn cars on a boat. Um, you wanna drive them and help me? I was like, oh my God. He started teaching me so much shit in about four hours of just driving with him. And like, y'all just gotta learn to be quiet. You don't have to be the loudest one. I like sometimes sitting there with G. And yeah, y'all, I think, you know, the problem is that I think we're past the bullshit meter in our life where I don't got, we don't got time to fuck around. It's either you take it for what it is or get the fuck out the way. And thank right. you. Thank you. Right. Right, it, 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 it's too much money out there, man. It's, it's too it much money out there. You know, um, me and G was talking about not too long ago contracted gigs that we got offered. Uh, I just got I just got offered um, a contracting gig for uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year uh, hmm. to go and basically make sure people are cleaning up uh, hazmat waste and stuff um, in, in, in Iraq, and, and I was like. That's a lot of money, two hundred and fifty grand, yep. just to just to go. No, don't do that. Do it this way. You know, G got offered a shitload of money to go and, and basically uh, do some, some 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 computer tech work um, o- 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 overseas. I mean, it, it's money out there if you willing to you willing to move, you willing to get up, you willing to learn a little bit and listen and ask questions and stuff. Get your little the skills and certifications together. It, it, it's money out there for you at the end. Let me tell y'all something. So, 2010, I was in a this small country called Qatar or Qatar, Qatar, um, yep. however you want to pronounce it, right? And this, this is for people who never served in the military. So they took me to this base called. They flew me into this base called IUD. It's an Air Force base out there. And then, because my my battalion was at the next base, the Army base down the street called Asalea. So anyways, we're at IUD and we get on the Bluebird buses, right? And we're driving around the base to dropping off soldiers here, or airmen and soldiers here and there. The bus drivers were these Americans. For all you civilians, they were paying these bus drivers $90,000 a year, tax-free, to drive a bus around in a giant circle all day long, bro. What? Yes. Yes. Type of stupid money that they were they, they was paying out there when I was out there. In, in two thousand. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. What G just told you was correct. They only do two to four hour shifts, and they be switching out, so the rest of the day is free. But that's that. Keep going, G. They 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 don't know about that kind of lifestyle. That's yeah. That's crazy. I mean, well, what I'm saying because you know when it comes to these contracting jobs, right? A lot of people are under the impression that you got to be ex-military. You're like, no, the hell you don't. When I was in Afghanistan, downrange on this fob called Fob Wilson, they, they, uh, it's it's like a thirty-minute helicopter ride from Kandahar. For any of y'all who've ever been to Afghanistan, but anyways, I had a bunch of civilian guys who worked for me at this at um, at the help desk slash TCF that had never served in the military, and one one guy in particular, he had never served. I think he was like kind of brand new to IT. All he had was like an A plus and i think a security plus certification they was paying him hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year right 
brand new into it the first hundred was like tax-free and you know you know what i'm saying and what, what did he do all day he, he really didn't do much because he, he was on night shift so he watched youtube and, and talked on facebook all day long and then went to the gym like that was like 90 percent. that was what he did almost all day long because he didn't have we didn't have nothing to do at nighttime for him but he got paid that kind of cheese and so listen i know y'all are terrified y'all think it's taliban isis Man, you have an astronomically higher chance of dying in Chicago or any random city in America than you do over there. So the point is this. There's mad cheese to be made out there. You can make it through the Internet like my man Jonathan is doing and like I'm trying to eventually do. Or, you know, just just be bold. Leave your little bubble of comfort and go see the world, man, and get and go out there and get some of this money. Because, that dude, I'm trying to tell you all. When it comes to these contracting jobs, they be throwing money at people, man. They they be throwing money. Hey, I was I was meeting truck drivers back in two thousand three that was making um one hundred and fifty uh, one hundred fifty thousand a year driving trucks over over in um Kuwait and Iraq, and I was like, man, y'all making that kind of money? There, there was one guy that had been over there ten years, oh, um, yeah. making that kind of money. I met I met a dude like that. He was a retired warrant officer three. By the time I met him in Afghanistan, he had been over there for eight straight years. I was like, hey, chief, when the hell are you going home? Never. He, was like, he was like, bro, I'm divorced. My kids is grown. I'm not leaving here till they kick me the fuck out of this country. <laughs> he was making close to 200 racks a year. He was like, "Why yeah. am I, where, where am I going? I'm retired, like, kids grown, I'm divorced. I'm chilling like a son bitch over here. <laughs> yep. Making make money no, that, every three, that, every that, three that, months. That, Every three months, they go home or, or they take a vacation somewhere. Yep. I know a guy that, that go one to of them Dubai. truck drivers. Yeah, one of them truck drivers was he was he would go home, buy property. Um, um, you know, he had a little company that would flip the property for him, fix it up and flip it, and he come right back. He he come right back to uh he was at he was in Kuwait. He come back to Kuwait and continue stacking his bread. He had been over there ten years, man. It, it, it's I'm telling you, it's too much money, you know. And and and, them, and if you think you a shooter, you know, um, you you got the infantry background, you got the combat arms background. There's money over there for you to walk around in in your five eleven get up and uh, you know, how you how your little uh, AR fifteens and stuff, and, and run around and and, and 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 do that shit. There's money over there for damn near yeah. everything. Lots of it, dude. I know I know contractors. <laughs> What they'll do, they'll go do, they'll go take on a year contract, get like a hundred plus thousand or whatever, come back to the states, take like six months to a year off, and then go sign up for another contract. They'll they'll do this every other year, and they're making so much money they can afford to do it. So at least that's how it was. They were doing it real heavy ten years ago when I was older. I don't know what it's like now. They still but, do it. Oh, okay. Oh, they, so, they they still doing it. They still doing it. Like I'm I talking about, yeah. I get the D budget is crazy I, though. I get yeah, the email every time, and literally my wife beats me up. You know to stay your black ass home. You ain't going nowhere, Negro. And I'm like, oh god, if I could just find a way to that goddamn C30. Yeah, I'll, dude, <laughs> I be telling my wife the same the thing. Because my my wife, she was in, my wife was in for ten years, right? I was in for thirteen. She never deployed. I deployed twice when I was in. And so I was like, my wife has no idea what that side of the world is like. But I'm like, look, babe, 
I don't been over there twice already. You know what I'm saying? All I got to do is just go over there for at least one solid year, maybe 18 months. I could probably have my house paid off yep. just off of one contract. I've already been over there twice. Like yeah. that's just how much yep, that's money you're paying over there. What up, yeah, Peter I, yeah. What's happening? How y'all doing? Hey, what up, Peter Chilling. I'm chilling, chilling. I just wanted to, you know, kind of add to this. Uh, I actually did that. You know what I'm saying? I was oh. I was in Afghanistan for about four and a half years uh, doing contract work. And everything y'all are saying is 100 percent right, man. I seen like guys like I remember the they, they used to have these uh these uh uh well, fuck it. Uh, they call them shit trucks. Uh, yep. The ones that they'll go around and clean out the porta potties or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they always had to have a a civilian, a U.S. civilian, actually walking the truck sure, through yeah, the fire. That guy was making over a hundred fucking thousand dollars, and was. all he was doing hey, was just, cook, just looking over there. the guys, getting them to clean yeah. the stuff out. Was that? Look, the cooks was making ninety grand. I, I seen a guy get upset because they took fifteen hundred dollars. Um, uh, was taking fifteen hundred dollars a check, uh, a check from him for child support, and I was like, "Dude, you still clearing, you know, um, almost five grand a month." There's it, a cook, you know, yeah. where where you where you gonna find a cook that's making that kind of money in the U.S.? Yep. <laughs> Taco Bell, four star. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but see, that the thing about it is, y'all, we we. When we try to tell people to take advantage of these things out here, man, like I literally had to like force feed um, my brother's friend. He was like, man, I want to go over there and get shot. You know, I'm going to lose my girlfriend, my dog. I'm like, dude, when I was in Kuwait, I was playing all the new video games. <laughs> I saw all the H most of the HBO stars come over there to chill with us, um, talk with us. We're playing dodgeball. You're, 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 it's literally a getaway of you get to work out, you get Mongolian every goddamn Thursday night. Yep. <laughs> you get Western based. You got cooks that will cook for you. The kitchen never closes. Yep. So you eat never. Never. Yeah, so never. you get to work out, eat, and you probably might put in two or three hours worth of work. Yep. And after that, you're you're done. I mean, if anything does happen, they're like civilians go back. And chill, we'll take care of the rest. But literally, I mean, I, I, I met a dude that literally supposed to pick up trash, but he was pretty much telling everybody else, the, the locals, to pick up the trash. Yeah, the TCNs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right, right. And working, like by looking at them. But he would hey. be sleeping in the truck. Like, I'm like, oh my God, how much you make? Oh shit. When I look at what he made, I'm like, dude, why am I still in the military? Yeah, I, I remember I was yeah. in um I was in Kuwait at Camp Virginia, right down the street from Ali Asaleen. Yeah, hey uh, pod, and uh, I met some brothers that was working at the gym with his brother and his sister. Right, their whole job was to watch the TCNs clean the gym. And for those who don't know what TCNs is, it stands for Third Country Nationals. So these were Pakistanis and and people that they brought into the country. So they would clean the gym, and the American would just stand there and babysit them, and they was getting paid like sixty, seventy grand to do that, just to babysit somebody else to watch them. Clean the gym. Hey, that they, the they, they had a girl. They had a girl like, that worked at at, uh, at, at the uh, health and welfare. Um, she was uh, her job was to sign out basketballs and volleyballs and towels. Yeah. She was making seventy grand. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, uh, 
it's best to do all that stuff while you're young too you know what i'm saying like your age jonathan you know what i'm saying um where you ain't got no family no no kids or whatever if i was your age you know right now i'd be over there i try to do like 10 10 years and i'll be set right. for the rest of my life you know, you know i know wasn't against the military. with all that money you know listen, that, i wasn't you... against the military necessarily because uh before i started creating my job shipping stores i was thinking about military because you know my father he served in vietnam um grandfather you don't even have to join no i'm military. talking about contract you know, you're oh, contract. <laughs> oh, my bad. yeah contract <laughs> you don't even have to go in the military for this but what listen when i should Listen, this this one. I, okay, I did thirteen years in. I was only supposed to do five years in the military, right? I was supposed to get out mm-hmm. in two thousand eight. My plans before I met the wife, and you know, we got married and had kids. I was going to get out after my first enlistment and do just like Keep It Techie said. I was going to go down range and be over there for about ten straight years, stacking my cheese, and come back to the states a millionaire. That hey. was my that was my goal. That didn't work, hey. but. When I was in Afghanistan, I met a dude just like that. He did like four years in the army. He was at Kandahar working in the tech control facility. They was, as a matter of fact, when I met him, he was like only he was only like twenty six years old. They was paying this dude two hundred racks a year to just go make sure some light stayed green and and plug something up here, hit a button over here. And when I met him, he had been over there for like three and a half, four years at that point. Two hundred racks. 24 years old, bro, or, or about 20, 24, 25, 26, one of them numbers. But you, what I'm saying is you don't have to join the military to do this, Jonathan. You could just apply and oh, go. Yep. Wait. Non, non-taxable money. And literally, I can promise you, the white man is not so, trying to stop y'all from going. So I, so, I don't have, so I don't need my designated white boy to go get the contract for me? No, you cannot. <laughs> mm-hmm. A designated white boy, you know, just in case of white supremacy after me. Listen, the the thing about it was, and I, it's very interesting because that's why I said, like, if some of us could actually just had just put y'all just there at some of these places, y'all would quickly see, like, yo, man, the world's a lot different place when you leave outside and you start doing shit on your own and leave outside your comfort zone. And like I said, I was watching a 21-year-old girl. She was buying her second house. 21 year old girl buying her second house and i was like what the fuck do you need to second house? oh i just want another house i could rent it out but i'm not coming back to the u.s i'm like you're not coming back and i'm like damn but she made more than us and she was only 21 years old mm. all, this, all this girl did was work at the goddamn in the um nwo um nf um nwo building changing dvds for movies and shit and handing out teddy bears and she was making like what more than the captains were making and i mean yeah. She, she, she had a high school diploma. Yep. She had no high, like, but these things, it's not hard, people. It's not hard. Nobody's nobody beating down your throat. You know, like some of these things y'all could go do for yourself. And we y'all complicate things too much, man. I think that's why I had to shut off my brain sometime. Uh, live your life, man. Like well, y'all be all in the best position, but y'all just choose not to. Well, be that's one of the reasons I try to that's one of the reasons I try to talk about uh the amount of money I make. I mean, like, I don't, I don't tell people how much I make now, but you know, when I met, when I was working overseas, the contract money, I don't mind telling people how much it is. And I try to tell people without them even asking so they can understand how much you can make 
doing that shit because I was making two hundred and the highest I made when I was in Afghanistan, I was making two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Where were you at in uh, Afghanistan? I was in uh Kabul. Oh. I was in the uh yeah, in the main capital city or whatever. I've been I all at NKC, I was at um Camp Eggers. I don't know if you heard of it. Uh but I've been to Kandor, uh been down to Kandor and Hellman. I went up to Hellman in a while. Uh but that was when I was in uniform because I, I actually deployed. And what I did was I, I deployed um and I had an IT background. Um, and I met a couple of guys. I actually worked with a couple of guys that actually did some IT work over there. They were already contracting. So I just hand my, I was, while I, you know, when going on missions and stuff, I would hand out my resume and be like, Hey man, I'm shit. I want to come back over here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm make this money. And I gave my resume and it, it just worked out for me. Cause like I was going home to no job and mm. I was getting caught. I, I went back to Afghanistan uh, like a little over a month, I was still on terminal leave from my deployment. I was still getting leave money while I was going over, <laughs> while I was going going to Afghanistan. That's how I actually paid for some of my stuff to go get there because I was hey I was running out of money. I ain't gonna lie to you um, because you know the pay in the military versus you know what I was gonna be making over there. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of kept me going until I got over there and started pulling in the big cheese. Yeah. So. That's beautiful, man. That's 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 gorgeous, man. That's why I was never on this defeatist tip because I knew from middle school to high school that I, I, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew it in my blueprint. And I just always strive on how can I be able to get in contact with people smarter than me. I don't, I don't want to have the issue of uh, being the smartest one in the room because a lot of dudes that I went to high school, man, like, gee, I knew it. Know, I know a dude right now. He's 24. And he got seven kids. What? I'm literally the godfather of all seven of these little coconut little kids, coconut little niggas and shit. And um, he works. He works a fairly decent job, man. He's a truck driver and shit, but he always complain about n- nothing being left. After uh, they get done taking everything out of his check, seven kids, twenty-four. Dang, that's crazy. Seven kids, man. And now he, now he done grew his beard out, put the kufi on. Now he, Mister, Mister Consciousness and shit. I'm like, dude, this, this is crazy, man. Like, twenty-four, seven kids. Three different baby mamas. That that's just pretty much his life. <laughs> like that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know unless that brother hits the lottery or you know, somebody comes through and I, I don't know that that's a life I wouldn't want to live. Cause look, I got two kids with the same woman that I'm married to. And they be, <laughs> they, be, they be taking me to town, bro. <laughs> And Me gotta, too. Yeah, we got to go take my oldest son uh, to go buy some new shoes. His feet are just growing like crazy. He's, you know, he's already growing out of his clothes. And, you know, you can't you can't buy a high school kid no cheap shoes. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> seven kids. Yeah, like, seven kids. I got, like I say, my two kids are just eating me out of the house and home. How do you? 
I don't I don't even want to know how people do it with that many kids. Like uh like I remember last time that I saw him, man, we went to Chuck E. Cheese and shit. And I had to literally help him get all these kids in the car and shit. In the van. I gotta help side help him and his old lady and shit. And I told him, man, what what's gonna be your transition, man? What what's gonna be your next play, dog? Cause I told him that real estate is my next play, man. Um I wanna do uh sixteen unit apartment building. And uh, I'm contacting a couple of local investors so I can be able to put some money up and we can do a JV deal. And he pretty much said, nah, man, I'm just living life. I'm just, I'm like, dude, you got seven kids, man. They all young. Like, they all young. Like, they're literally all under five. Wow. Like, stair-step kids. Wait, seven kids under the age of five? How the hell is that possible? Like, I tell you the truth, from three from di- three different women, three to four, I think he got three, at most four, different baby mamas. But, uh, yeah, man, like, uh, he pretty much ruined his opportunity because uh, all his baby mamas and shit, they pretty much just living off him. They just on their ass. Just saying that we waiting for that check to come through, nigga. And that nigga better go out there and make a sell, sell some mixtapes to do some shit. That's funny. <laughs> out the trunk, off the yeah. strength. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Just, just don't, just don't be like your man's. Is all I'm telling you, bro. Don't be like your man's, cause look, just, just don't, don't have kids until you're financially and mentally ready. More importantly, I think you need to be mentally ready before. Now, fuck that. You need to be financially ready before you need to be mentally ready, man. But <laughs> just, just don't, don't do, come tell you, bro. Kids is cute and cuddly until you got to actually take care of them things 24 7. Yeah, like, man, man. His kids is beautiful, man. His kids yeah, is beautiful. They're beautiful because they're not your kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If they're your kids and they become problems, you know what I mean? But you still love them. <laughs> you know, I'm just keeping it real because, you know, my, my kids, I love them to death, but. I, I, every chance I get to go kick them out the house and drop them off at my parents' house, that, that's what I'm doing because they drive me crazy. I got gray hairs popping up all over the place. They <laughs> Every time I go in the fridge, they don't ate up something that I was trying to – I can't put nothing away because they're eating up all the stuff that I want to eat. You know, it's crazy. But, you know, they're, they're boys. That's what they're supposed to do because this is what me and my brothers did to my parents. But now that I'm in that position, I'm like I'm hating life, and now my parents is laughing at me and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, but – I'm just saying, if you're not ready for that life, bro, don't don't mess around and get these chicks pregnant, my nigga. Just just wait. Yeah, man, I'm I'm strapped up, dog. My youngest brother, uh, my youngest brother, he's thirty. Well, not my youngest, but the twins, the oldest twin, he's thirty six. He just got married like uh probably like eighteen months ago. They ain't even got no kids. Him and his wife. And my brother's in law school. I think he's waiting till after he graduates law school. He got like another eighteen months or so before they even think about having kids. You know what I'm saying? So ain't no ain't no need to rush. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Now he all conscious and everything, man. Now, now, <laughs> now he hit me. He hit me with the Umar vibes. I'm like, uh, dude, it's cool to be conscious as long as you're doing something with your consciousness. But they always mess up, though. Playing, what was me all day long? But they always mess up, though. I'm like, dude. I try to tell you, man. Like, nigga, you hard headed. Like, I don't want to hear that conscious shit after you. Now you don't. Got your nuts in the sand, and now you want somebody to call up and cry to. 
because yeah. uh, I've, I've been told them off on the phone. I'm like, dude, I want to hear this shit, man. I want to hear this conscious shit. Yeah. I do not want to hear this conscious shit. I ain't got time for it, dog. Well, for a lot of dudes, being conscious is the easy way out. It's just another way to to try to mask their uh, deficiencies in life and not just own up to the mistakes they made and try to go about the business of fixing them. So I'm not saying that you can't be a conscious person. I'm not, I'm not even saying that you can't be a pro-black. My thing is, what are you doing with it? That's actually beneficial instead of having these circle jerk conversations that people have been having for like the last 40, 50 years. It's like, we need solutions. Dude, it's like 50 million of them. Go pick one. You're over here doing drop shipping. And I'm, 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 I'm anticipating your channel because I got interested in drop shipping like two, three years ago, but I never really followed through with it. Now I'm like, the hell with that. I need to kind of, you know, I, I need to, I need to learn a little bit more about this because I'm seeing too many other people getting it popping with this. So I'm trying to figure out how can I get it popping with it? So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just too many solutions out there for you to try to figure something out. And thanks to the internet, thanks to like, like YouTube, it's this big library, this big database. And yes, there's some ratchetness. I'm not saying you can't have your fun, but it's just too much other information out there that where you can go out there and learn something and try to put it into action to put it into action in your life. You know, I just I just refuse to accept this shit. And this and this is part of my whole my whole stiff my whole thing over here. I don't want I don't want young people like yourself and those who are younger than you mm-hmm. come up thinking that the white man is just holding you back. It's like fuck that. I, that's why I look at people who are born after like Tupac, you know, 96 and, and, and above. I'm like, man, y'all are like some of the most blessed Negroes to ever live in life in America, B. Look at what y'all came into. The world is, ain't nobody, you know what I'm saying? You got access to shit. Dude, if I had access to smartphones in high school, my nigga, I'd probably be a millionaire right now. Knowing the crap that I know now that I wish I could have applied back then. Mm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Cause I ain't with that shit. Cause I was selling hair weaves in high school, man. I knew that we in America, goddammit, there's a hundred trillion dollars in transactions that flow up in this motherfucker. If I can't be able to at least get enough to, to be able to pay rent and expenses and shit, it ain't worth worth me crying. Cause at the end of the day, man, yeah. uh, I ain't trying to be the biggest thing out. I just need enough money to get that down payment so I can leverage it into some real estate. Yeah, I mean, you can do that. Yeah. You, you can, you can, uh, you can get to real estate without any money. Just learn how to wholesale. Well, I, I actually did that. I actually did that too. I actually signed it about three deals oh, before okay. I dropped shipping. So the beautiful thing about California is high equity, uh, high equity homes and shit. Because um, one of the, two of the contracts that I assigned was one in Carson City, and the second was in uh, Reno, Reno, Nevada. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. If you, I don't know, man, when when people be having these excuses and shit, I'm thinking some head you is soft. Matter of fact, you're extremely soft if you're gonna keep on crying, especially as a dude. Because I ain't trying to hear that shit all day. Cause I, I'm, I'm not the shoulder to cry yeah. on. I'm, gonna, um, I'm not the shoulder to cry on, man. Because at the end of the day, uh, white man ain't holding me back. Matter of fact, I got a lot of white investors that help. You know, not on big shit, just on just fixing flips. My cash buyers that I sign deals to, 
you know, they, they try to be on this nice liberal shit. And I said, nah, man, just give it to me up and down, man. I don't need, I don't need to be my ass kissed. Like I'm some disabled, uh, like I'm disabled or something, man. I just need somebody just to be up and down with me. I don't need to be coddled. I don't need to, um, no, no, I don't, I don't operate like that. For one thing, you can leave that to the women and the birds. Uh, for approval, yeah. leave that shit to the birds. Yeah. All right. I feel you, man. I, I feel you. It's too much money out here, man. It is. It is too much legal money out here to get. If you got something that people want, you know. Bottom line: make you make your money, pay your taxes, and, and live your life. Stack your bread. You know, it's just too much money out here. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I, man, I, I do private <laughs> I do private security sometimes. You know, I do private security at like movie sets and stuff. And um, you know, I'm 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 making seventy five dollars an hour on a slow day. Mm-hmm. You know, on a slow day. I'm getting seventy five bucks an hour to look at movie stars, basically. You know? Yeah, man. It, 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 we we need an armed securities money. act, man. You know? We need an armed securities act. And that's something that I, we need I don't, a lot I don't of. Get it, man. You, you know that some way somehow you you can figure out a way to get it popping you know yeah man because uh, dudes my age and shit i'm like a lot of these dudes either trying to still trying to be athletes cause i know several dudes Hello? that uh yeah we here yeah I, I heard your voice i heard your voice uh i know several dudes that uh should be in the security business because they're ex-athletes I, dudes uh, that come to the nfl silence. Let's talk about some uh, fuckery. <laughs> nah, we hear you. We hear you. We hear you. Can you hear us? <laughs> Royce, we can hear you. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear us. Well, Zeno, wa- Zeno wants to know if you do print on demand, Jonathan. I don't I do not do low ticket, man. Like Low ticket ain't worth my time. Because with the drones, it's high ticket. Because with my store, I sell... So one drone for two seventy five at lowest and at highest thousand dollars each. Man, and you, have, you have to teach me this shit, dude. <laughs> like real talk, because you know, because I wanna, I don't necessarily want to do it just for me. I want to get my son involved in this stuff, man. Oh yeah, because oh, you know, shit, I he's, at, he's at that age, so he's at that age, and I'm like, he can go get a job, or he can learn how to start his own business and have his own money, and you know, you know, something like this will probably interest him. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, because uh, really, the only thing I would say for him is you can be able to go on Fiverr, have uh, have one of the workers to create a store, and also uh, email opt-in so he can collect all the emails to people that's coming inbound. Mm-hmm. And with that, he can pretty much um, save the data, and it helps him when he's trying to sell it to a business broker because of the fact of emails, data, and you can be able to leverage that more to the buyer. So yeah, man, you build, hold, leverage, sell off. That's really what my blueprint is because with my two stores that I'm operating fully right now, um, I'm getting planned to sell that to a, a multiple. What's my profit on the drones? I pretty much get the drones for 85, sell it for 275 on the lowest. So that's a 195, 180, 195 net profit. And my cost per acquisition on Google, it takes me about 
$40, $45 to get a sale. So pretty much, uh, let me just put this in layman terms. Every sale, it takes me $45 to get a, a 180 net uh, profit on each sale. And my workers, I pretty much pay them peanuts, like $5 an hour. You know, got somebody from the Philippines working on it. I just need them to just fulfill orders and do um, customer service. And with customer service, to Zeno in the chat, uh, I would use Zendesk as a good CRM to be able to contain all the uh, inquiries from emails, phone, live chat. And it, you can get those agents for $5 uh, agent. So, uh, yeah, man, this is a beautiful opportunity, man. Get your son to focus on uh, being a merchant, man. Like uh, black folks tend to be on this victimhood shit all the time where you done missed out on opportunities. Like I saw people in my school, Asian kids getting paid by Bill Gates due to the fact Bill Gates was utilizing high schoolers and just paying them under the table. And they was taking their checks from Gates and putting it in their dropshipping business. And one Chinese dude, he done sold his business for a hundred million dollars. I, I don't know him at uh, at all personally, but he has uh, been on the Forbes list. Hmm. Nah, like I say, I just yeah, I just want to get my, yeah, I just want to get my son involved or something like that because you know he's at this age where he he's, he wants his own money. I give him a little allowance, you know, even though he don't he don't really do shit, but I just give him the money anyway. But I want him to. I really don't. I mean, obviously, he's gonna have to go work. But I would rather for him to work for himself, and so so that because you know this is something that I, I was never taught this, so I want to teach it to my son. But my struggle is, or has mm -hmm. been, like I need to find something that he can actually connect with. And you're talking about selling drones through drop shipping. Oh, my son, I love that shit. Is he likes drones? He's always on the damn internet. Shoot, man, if I could teach him the game on this, man, my son, could, you know, just say let's just say my son was. Doing just as good as you say you're doing, man. My son be around here. Oh Jesus, that'd be like a life changer. You know what I'm saying? Who knows what this boy could do? You know what I mean, yeah, man. Like your son can do big things, man. I believe yeah. in. I believe in him due to the fact that he has you. Well, <laughs> no, it's not just me. It's just, I mean, I mean that that's true. You know, that's, that's highly optimistic. But you know, like I say, even though I'm I'm good at doing what I do. You know, he, he's not there yet. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he'll ever be mm -hmm. that dude. So my struggle is, okay, I need to, because, you know, like I say, it's, it's a serious, you know, there's always a, a obviously a, a generational divide between the parents and the kids. But I think it's really a serious one when you come from an era of life before the Internet versus having kids who were born into the information technology age where, like, his younger brother is five. His younger brother's been manipulating an iPhone since he was like three years old. Is an expert at it. My my, my youngest, matter of fact, my five year old. They're in kids in kindergarten. You know, they're teaching all the kids. You know how to count the 20, 25. My son has already knows how to multiply numbers. B. And guess how he what? learned? He learned it off of watching YouTube videos. He watches mad cartoons on YouTube, but some of those cartoons actually be teaching him some real some math. So I go ask him <laughs> what's five times five. He's like 25. I'm like, what the hell? You ain't supposed to learn that to like third grade. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is they're coming into this era. So 
I'm it's like, I can't, I don't want to run it. I can't, I can't run that game on my son like my parents did. You need to go get a job. And next you know, they drive me around filling out applications. <laughs> the fuck for? I need to figure out how to teach my son how to make money online, but it needs to be something that he's interested in. Cause my son ain't interested in a lot of shit that I'm trying to do, but this drone stuff you're talking about, that might just be right up his alley. You know what I'm saying? But I gotta yeah. learn how to do it or at least be able to point him in the direction to where he can do it. So yeah, man. Yeah, man. Cause I would definitely suggest him either study Google ads or just get uh, somebody on Fiverr to run the Google ads for him. Yeah. And, um, the beautiful thing about Google is it's warmer traffic. Like I do Facebook pretty much for brand awareness, but I use Google to be able to generate the sales. Uh, with Google, it's keyword uh, research. That would be something that I would also uh, have him to be able to do the research because with keyword research, everything is like query based. Um, yeah. Drones for sale, that would be like a keyword sentence to get hot traffic that's ready to buy. I think this uh, is going to be a, I think it's like going to be like the perfect father son project, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Because that's this will, beautiful. This, will teach me, this will teach me, this will teach him, but most importantly, this is for him because I want to I teach him how to make his own money and have his own, you know, you know how Boyce Walkers need to teach your kids how to start a business. I actually agree with Boyce Walkers when he says that stuff. I actually, I really do. But I think this is something that can actually legit be done because it's through the internet. Every And I know about drones. I know everybody loves drones, from kids to old people. Everybody loves these damn things, whether it's drones or some other technology. I, I, I just wonder why, I wonder why I never even thought about this, man, until you came up on here and mentioned it. Man. Hey, man, I sell to white folks, man. White folks love my products. <laughs> White folks love drones, kid. Yeah, man. Oh, you ain't you ain't out there promoting yourself as a a black owned man. Uh, hell no, man. That's the fastest way to lose sales. Drone business. Oh, okay. Man, that's the fastest oh, okay. way to lose sales. <laughs> that is the okay. fastest. Just checking, you know. Thing, uh, <laughs> I know for me myself, I'm trying to get it popping on this Airbnb tip because uh, you know oh, I understand man. properties. Ooh. Um, I understand, you know, a little bit about construction and stuff. And um, my thing is, man, um, you know, and I understand dealing with tenants and stuff. So my thing is, man, try to get it popping with this Airbnb and in a couple of places. Um, so when I retire, man, I, I, I can make money off of that, you know? Yep. People yeah, are checking that- a bag with Airbnb. Like, you got dudes uh, in Vegas making six, seven figures off of just turning yeah i want to do that so bad because i live in orlando (laughs) one of the major tourist cities in the world and plus you live in florida dog like yeah well in in particular orlando you know what i'm saying they just Mm -hmm. opened disney world back up and you know they open back up okay you know you know obviously you got to go in there with your mask and all that stuff or they're going to kick you out the park but the tourists are coming back to town They're, they're coming to spend that money with mickey mouse and there's not enough hotels to store all these people. So the Airbnb, look, my brother used to date this other chick. She was a, uh, before he got married to his current wife, well, his, his current wife, his wife, but his ex-girlfriend was a real estate chick. And she owned a, she owned a house with her mother. And this house is kind of like in the hood, probably about a good 30 minute drive, 45 minute drive away from Disney world. Dude, she was she, that thing. She had that thing pumping and jumping as an Airbnb, Making about a thousand dollars a week off that house, man. I mean, 
people would literally just come there just to sleep and then go to Disney World all day, all damn day long. What? See, you in the perfect state for it, man. California is still considered closed. That's why I'm in Nevada. Uh, Nevada, frequent from Nevada to Houston, because yeah. I was thinking about um, uh, what's going to be my next relocation, man. Because I need to leave California because the governor about to raise taxes again, wow. and uh, property tax is going to be up. Uh, gee, uh, property taxes in LA County is around 12 percent, it's going to be 15 in 2021, effective by 2021. So, yeah, uh. I got to be able to figure out uh, what's going to be the transition. You, you're in Florida, no state income tax. Uh, the LLC uh, laws is pretty much uh, beautiful. So if you're going to set up a business, a side business or something, uh, th- you're in a perfect state to do it. And yeah. Airbnb, people making $1,500, like you said, $1,000 a week, easy. You know, that's I'm telling you, there's too much money out here, man. Like, people are getting innovative. Like, people are making checking a bag on DoorDash and Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, we got all the technology, and it's mostly my generation that's complaining, man. And I, I, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off because these are gonna be the new conscious dudes in 20 years, man. I, I, the woke broke crowd in 20 years. In 20 years, in 20, uh, what, what year are we in now? Okay, 2020, 2040, they're going to be the new uh, conscious dudes that's going to be on this WS tip. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the way it's going to go. But I'm telling you, bro, oh, man, I'm telling you, sometimes I just wish, I wish I, I, I wish I could rewind the clock, go back to the year 2000, and we got the same technology we have today we had back in 2000. Bruh, I'll probably be way further than I currently am right now if I just knew that if I knew this stuff. But regardless, I can still get it popping because that's the beautiful thing about it. There is no age limit on technology. It's just it's just your willingness to learn it and engage it and figure out how to how to how to make that thing do what it do for whatever it is you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, because you got dudes that, that say, oh, man, gentrification. I'm like, dude, for one thing, gentrification hurts renters. It hurts renters the most. Uh, yeah, go, go ahead, boys. Uh, gentrification don't hurt if you've got property. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> yeah. I love gentrification, man. Yeah, I big developer it. come through, send you that check. Hey, I see Starbucks or, or Chick-fil-A. And I get excited. <laughs> uh, he said some white folks in the neighborhood now, boy. Yeah, hey, man, hey. I, I tell you, don't let don't let me start seeing uh, gay couples in the neighborhood. I know I'm gonna make some money because, man, hey, a gay couple will send your property value through the roof. <laughs> man, yeah, that's true. I got I got there's there's a there's a gay white couple that lives in my neighborhood, man. And you know, some people, dude. I'm look. I'm not trying to say the neighborhood needs to be turned into a big rainbow, but what he's saying is true because they keep their property immaculate on the outside, bro. Immaculate. I don't know if they're doing it themselves or they got a Mexican that I need to go. Out. <laughs> but they, 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 they shit never misses a beat, bro. Never misses a beat. I'm like, y'all keep doing what y'all doing because I need these property values to stay consistent 
and, and get higher over time. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Properties, you know, in Florida and shit. Um, actually, they're actually kind of they're expensive, but they're cheaper compared to California homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's because of the location, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a location thing. Cali, y'all got all the damn millionaires and billionaires out there in Hollywood and all that. It just makes the shit just jump up automatically because just because of that factor alone. But yeah, you can get yeah. the same. I mean, because look, I used to date this chick. Uh, she was from San Francisco. She had she had flew me out to Cali to meet her people, and we drove down to L.A. to the what was the San San Fernando Valley or something like that. San Fernando Valley. And her, her her grandfather owned a house out there. I remember her grandfather was talking to me. Yeah, my house is a million dollars. And I was looking at the house. I'm like, nigga, this is just some regular shit you can find in the hood down in Florida. Because my parents' house was way bigger than that, you know. Um, and their house wasn't valued at a million dollars in Orlando. But I'm just like, I don't know. I guess this dude was trying to impress me. But I'm like, bro, you live in California in San Fernando Valley. This little two-bedroom, three-bedroom house, of course it's going to be worth a million dollars. Look where it's located. <laughs> Hey, G, you always bring up the fact that people talk about how expensive um, Tariq Nasheed's house is. And, yeah. you know, and you always point out that that's really um, a factor of location because yeah. you can have that. Nick Lincoln Chatsworth. Yeah, you can have the same size house like that um, on the outskirts of Chicagoland, and that house may be worth 500000 yeah, That very yeah. same house. I live. Listen, you know, not 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 to not to start flexing on niggas and that, but look, I live in a thirty-five hundred square foot house. I got five bat five bedrooms and four and a half bathrooms in my house, right? If you pick my house up and move it to Tariq Nasheed's neighborhood, my shit will be worth just as much, if not more, than his. If you move his shit over to my to where my house is, because I guarantee his house is probably about the same size as mine's, it'll be worth. what, what my house, my house is worth close to a half a million dollars. It'll be worth the same thing. It's just about the location of the property. So like, you, can't, you can't. So when people be like, "He live in a two million dollar house," well, where does he live? Where is it located? Yeah, Chatsworth, man, like Chatsworth, dog. That's porn capital of the world. That's mainly where white folks is at. So you know, I mean, it doesn't matter um, where white folk. What I'm saying, it's just the low. It's just the fact that it's in this area, and this is what these houses have been deemed to be valued at. But if you moved it anywhere else, just like my man Roy said. It'll be worth, it'll be on par with the other houses in that area. Now, if, if all the celebrities in Hollywood decide to come down to Orlando, guess what? My house will probably shoot up to about four or five million dollars in value. Yep. Yeah, it if, will. If, if the area I lived in was a, 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 an area full of, because what it is, there's an area, matter of fact, if I just, if, if I picked my house up and moved it just 10 miles down the street to, a, to an area in Orlando called Windermere, my house will go from half a million probably to about two million dollars just by moving it, bro. Because wow. in Windermere, hey, dude, that, where all the mansions man, are. houses in Windermere are, are uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Windermere, I got scared driving through Windermere. I was like, yeah, I, I don't look like I belong over here. <laughs> yeah. Windermere, you know, Windermere is where Shaquille O'Neal got a house out there. Tiger Woods, he used to have a house out there before his ex-wife had it tore down. You got some of the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. A lot of celebrities have houses out there. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot. I mean, when I say, matter of fact, uh, 
there, there's a billionaire that who has a house out there right down. The, matter of fact, it's probably about a mile or two down the street from Shaq's house. He has a house that's a mansion that's worth. It took a, a cost a hundred million dollars to build. Mm. In fact, he, he owns the company that my brother works for. So we're not talking about when I say mansions, I mean legit real mansions, bro. Not just some big ass house. I'm talking about some shit. These motherfuckers probably got bowling full size bowling alleys in their houses type of shit. They're like, go whenever you get a chance. Go Google the mansions of Orlando. Go, matter of fact, just go Google Shaquille O'Neal's house right next to Lake Buck Butler. These are real deal mansions out there. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, if I move my house 10 miles just closer to these mansions, just because I'm closer to them, I ain't even got to be in the same gated community. I could just literally be like a mile down the street from them in the in the so-called upper middle class neighborhood, and the house would still be worth like a million, two million dollars. Yeah, man, that's a, like the same situation that uh, that I have in Studio City. Like, my apartment is literally 15 minutes away from Beverly Hills, home, home, Beverly Hills, Homeby Hills, all the all the upper echelon, upper crust type people, and uh, the the rents is crazy in Studio City. Like, my rent is like about seventeen fifty a month. That's because of all the, the the liberals, all the rich liberals, pretty much uh, uh, raising up rents at an astronomical price. That's why I'm trying to figure out: is it going to be Nevada, Houston, or um, or um, go to Dallas, Fort Myers? <laughs> it's popping out in Dallas these days, from what I hear. Dallas, Austin, or Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah, that's because of Elon. Elon, he's gonna uh, do some developments there when it comes to Tesla. Yeah, it's a lot of money out that way too. Well, I was looking at in Florida. Um, I was looking at uh, up in the Panhandle, and um, I was looking at um, like I said, looking at oceanfront property. And when I say oceanfront, I mean like right on the beach. You know, for the prices they was asking. You can't find nothing like that in, in California. You, you can you can forget it. Hell no, nah, man. Huntington Beach, you're gonna have to spend three million dollars just to get something that looks halfway decent. So yeah, I agree. I saw some houses in Fort Myers. I said this six hundred fifty thousand. Shit. Yeah, bro. That's what it is, man. All right, fellas, it's two hours. I'm about I'm about to chuck deuces on y'all, man. I'm I'm I'm. I'm about to go watch uh, the boys. You know, season two came out. <laughs> hey man, that, hey, that shit is wild, man. <laughs> the boys yeah. is bananas. Yeah. So for those of y'all know, go on Amazon Prime and watch the boys. It's like the it's like the the anti superhero show. But season two just came out. I gotta go play catch up because that was season one was a shit. So I know season two got to be lit. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right, for sure, man. Uh, it was a salute talking to you, to y'all brothers, man. Salute to you, Royce. I man, uh, salute to I'm you. I'm subscribed man. to you, Royce. I'm subscribed to you, big homie. Um, uh, hey, man, I appreciate it. Much gratitude. Help me grow my little channel where I've been <laughs> pissing off people because I say, no, you fucked up, G. <laughs> <laughs> salute to you, G, man. Like, all right, all right, bro. For sure. Yep. All right, later. All right, later, man. Yeah, man. So I think uh, I think we'll probably do these panels once a week, man. Maybe Fridays or something. I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe I'll have some topics, or maybe just be a free for all. 
who knows, man. So I think I'm going to get into the panel business because the panel seemed to be was cracking out there in these streets. I've been trying to avoid it all this time, but I, get, I think I'm going to have to go down the panel avenue, man. <laughs> you know, at least just once a week. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what we're going to do, man. So y'all let me know what's, what's cracking. Other than that, man, uh, I'm about to bounce, but y'all go sub to um, my man. I put his channel in there, um, Jonathan's channel. So he said he's going to start a YouTube channel talking about how to get into the um, drop shipping because he's doing it. He's, he's selling drones and all that. And I think that's pretty dope because I think that's something that I can actually get my son interested in, you know, do like a father son type of business, even though. Is, is really gonna it's a father-son business idea but it's really designed for my son because all the profits most of it be going to him because you know it'll help fund his future endeavors plus i get to show him how to make money on his own so he ain't gotta go out there and start flipping burgers for his first job so i think that's a pretty uh i'm gonna I'm definitely look into it because that brother sound like he kind of know what the hell he's talking about so i need to look into that but other than that man shout out to everybody do some money here i appreciate that so with that being said y'all be easy be safe and all that wonderful stuff all right peace